Hello and welcome to, t wow, Arcano Obscura, uh, starting it great. What the hell were you going to say? <laughs> Hello and welcome to, t <laughs> to Tuesday. I was going to say, I, I accidentally started uh, going into Matthew Mercer's like spiel of, Hello and welcome to tonight's episode of Critical Role. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> why I, get sued. Yeah, that's why I stopped. I was Maybe like, won't hello. Be, won't be here next week. <laughs> DMCA'd by Critical Role. They'll come up and kill you. Uh, you know what? Let's do it just so we can get their signature. They'll tie you out back to a stake and just whip D20s at you. <laughs> D4s, please. What are they? Detrahedrons? Dodecahedrons? Dodecahedrons? Is that it? Those oh. are D12s. Oh, okay. Uh, <coughs> D20 would be a... Octahecahedron. <laughs> Octahedron. I, I know that. I have no idea what it would be. It's 20 sides. Dodeca means... 12. So, Decahedron? I don't know. It's Latin. I'm looking it up so we can move on. It probably just says like uh, Helix something, blah blah blah, Hedron. <clears throat> but D4s would be what I would whip somebody with. Not not a D20. It is. My allergies are acting up. I don't know why. In geometry, an icosahedron. Icosahedron? Or a polyhedron with 20 faces. Yeah. Uh, a dodecahedron so would be a polyhedron Icosahedrons. As well. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. So... Welcome to our Canon There you go. <laughs> I am Nathaniel. And I'm Chris. Uh, we'll get that intro figured out again. <laughs> just... Well, come on. Last week I introduced this podcast on the other podcast. That's true. I was so damn tired. <clears throat> I only took like a six-hour nap after that. Did you actually yes. take six-hour nap? I passed out for like six hours. Oh, my God. Nice. I approve. I always approve of naps. Naps are great. Sometimes. 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 It, most of the time, naps are great. Unless you're like, it's your day off and you sleep half the day away and you're, oh, you wake that. up and you're like, fuck, I did nothing today. I did nothing. I didn't enjoy myself. I didn't fucking uh, do any uh, anything that needed to be done. It's all just over. And it's nighttime. I hate naps in general because I wake up feeling shitty. Really? I love naps because I usually wake up feeling great. I don't. I wake up feeling like shit and miserable. You're napping wrong. I am. I don't know. I, we already know I don't know how to sleep, so. Yeah, that's true. What is sleep? Um, but how are you doing? Tired. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. Pick up any new hobbies? Do anything interesting? No. No? Why'd you say it with such vigor? Because I live a boring life. Mm, a a very hermit. Dull. Did you get a new ring? No, I've noticed I you found my old pentagram. Uh, I see. Because I, I noticed earlier, I was like, I haven't seen him more of that. Before. Well, I had a nicer one, but the guy at work threw it out because I left it there one day. <laughs> oh, that guy? Yes. Nice. Joe. Yeah, I wasn't going to say his name. Well, it doesn't matter. Thank you, listens. It doesn't listen. And it's a very. But that name. one didn't have just the enamel. It had, like, it was cut out. Oh, okay. It fit better, and it was silver, and I left it there. And I try not to wear occult things. 
because as it is right now, people think the things I do have They don't even know what the upside-down cross on my legs stands for. Don't even get me started. (laughs) I literally was having this discussion last week with somebody, and they're like, what do you... They were, we were talking about, it's odd how much, how many things people assume is satanic in a cult, but realistically it comes from their own religion. They just don't know because they're stupid. Yeah. Like we talked about the, uh, uh, the cross of St. Peter's. Yeah. Well, that's how I can defuse this. If someone's flipping out, it's St. Peter's cross. Yeah. He's crucified upside, upside down. Yeah. Uh, the cross of St. Peter, uh, people assume any kind of like, uh, I don't know if you've seen like some of the alchemical symbols. Yeah. For alchemy, they assume all that's like witchcraft. Well, there and... there is one church where the big chair they sit on is a big upside down cross, and people are like it's a satanic church, and they're like no, it's Saint Peter's cross. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I was just discussing that. So, I and I like things that are very occultish, but I don't like the stigma that comes with it. So I usually stay away from it. Yeah. Like. Like. Uh, a lot of the symbols used with alchemy, I think they're really cool. I like them, like mercury, sulfur. Uh, I think there is another one. There's another one I really like, and I can't remember. Is it P- Pluto? I can't remember. But it, <laughs> they have some really cool symbols. My favorite is mercury. Mercury is basically like the female symbol with two horns on the top. Uh, it's really cool. I like it. Uh, you just want to have sex with a female minotaur. What? That's a weird pull. I mean, I can see it because it's a female symbol with horns, but sure. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, oh, I ever told you I really want to like find some old school occult books. Not to like get into occult stuff, but just to read and see like what they truly thought would produce magic. Like, is it as crazy as people believe? Because, you know, some people over-exaggerate. Was it always, like, goat's blood and all this other crazy shit? Or was it, like, some mundane stuff and people just blew it up? Most likely. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying is, like, I want to get some of the old-school occult books, if I can find them, and, like, see what they actually were trying to do and if it was as crazy as people think it is. I'm sure there are some that are that crazy, but a lot of them are probably, like, well, if you're having a tummy ache, just drink some lilac and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, cool. Yes, I see. Very. You're a witch. You know Very herbs. heretical, I see. <laughs> you're not drinking heroin and lead? What's wrong with you? <laughs> okay, so tell them the topic you picked. Uh, today, we're going to be covering Aleister Crowley. Mr. Crowley. Is it Crowley or Crowley? I always said Crowley. It's... Pr- it's... I figure it's Crowley, but it is spelt like Crowley. C R O W. It is. But... but again, it's English, so who knows? It's probably Crowley. Anyways, we'll be covering Alistair Crowley today, which is one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> I don't know why. After reading this, I, I know why even less. <laughs> because um, he's a really weird and odd guy. That's why he's one of my favorite. He climbs mountains and has sex. Ah, yeah. <laughs> his life. Is that very interesting? Yeah. Amongst other things, yeah. That's, but... what I, that's what I've come across in my research. <laughs> he is an English occultist, a ceremonial magician, a poet, a painter, a novelist, a mountaineer. He's done a lot of things. Yes. He's the, f- uh, the founder 
of the religion of Thelema, identifying himself as a prophet entrusted with guiding humanity into the, I can't read that, Eon of Horus in the early 20th century, a prolific writer. He published widely over the course of his life. And there, he had a lot of books. Um, mostly poems. What? Mostly poetry. I don't know about that. Oh, you'll hear it. There's like four. <laughs> he makes four or five books. Yeah, there's like he are... also does like six poetry books. Yeah, he he writes a lot, and he's only okay at poetry. I never read it. I never read it, but what I've read about it is he people actually are like eh. He was getting such bad reviews. He actually did a contest where the first person, someone, he asked people to write in, and uh, like talk about how much I liked his poetry, and the winner got a hundred pounds. <laughs> Everyone was shit talking him so much that he just paid people to like his poetry. Pretty much. Right. <coughs> but yeah, we're gonna be talking about Alistair Crowley. He's a very interesting guy, that's for sure. Uh, well, let's. You ready? Yeah. I guess we'll dive right in. Crowley was born Edward Alexander Crowley at Thirtieth uh, Clenderson Square in Royal Lemington Spa, Lemington. Warwickshire. In in England, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, his father Edward Crowley. That's it. That's, that's his whole it. life. And Amazing. He was born. He was born, and then he died. He yeah. He Got dies flat. a lot. He dies a lot. He does in my writing. <laughs> he dies an awful lot. Does he? <laughs> Tried living it up a bit. No, <laughs> I was like, I don't think Living he's died a lot. He's only died once. What? <laughs> I live in a dead end, and I think like a FedEx or UPS just came down the road beeping. My favorite. Uh, Edward Crowley was trained as an engineer, but his but his share in a lucrative family brewery business, Crowley's Alton Ales, had allowed him to retire before his son was born. His mother, Emily Bertha Bishop, came from Devonshire. Some Somerset family. You're right. No. Broken out already? It's all English, too, so I shouldn't be fucking up. Yeah, I know. And had a... So, and had a strained relationship with her son. She described him as the Beast. A name to which Aleister Crowley would take and, you know, revel in it and run with it. He loves that name. Yeah, he likes when he gets weird things attached to him and he just kind of... Off with it. The couple had been married at. That's not really important. I don't know why I added it, but sure. The couple had been <laughs> been married at Kingston Registry Office in November 1874. That explains everything. I, thank you. Oh my god! Glad... Now I know where he comes. Now I know why all this stuff happens in his life. <laughs> hey man, fuck you. <laughs> I, I just said I don't know why I added it, but I'll still say it. Uh, and were evangelical Christians. Crowley's father had been born a Quaker, but had converted to joining, uh, whoop, I fucked up. Uh, but converted to the Exclusive Brethren, a faction of Christians fundamentalist group known as the Christians. (laughs) (laughs) They were fundamentalist Christians. They were known as Christians. Christians. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Plymouth Brethren. 
with Emily joining him upon marriage. Crowley's father was uh, particularly devout, spending his time as a traveling preacher for the sect and reading a chapter from the Bible to his son and wife after breakfast every day. Breakfast at Tiffany's. I've never watched that movie. Shut up. I, I have no idea what it's about whatsoever. I know it's a musical. That's it. <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, following the death of their baby in 1880, in 1881, Crowley, the Crowleys moved to Red Hill, Surrey. Uh, at the age of eight, Crowley was sent to H.T. Harbinson's Evangelical Christian Boarding School in Hastings and then to Ebor Preparatory School in Cambridge, run by the Reverend Henry Devark Champney, whom Crowley considered a, a sadist. Yeah, sadist. Didn't like him. Okay. <clears throat> this is his, when he's only eight. <laughs> he, has, he has very strong opinions at eight years old. Yeah. All right. When I was at eight, I knew exactly which Teenage Mutant Turtle characters I fucking hated and which ones I would play the with. The purple one. The purple. No, I like purple. I don't know their names. Like I uh, know their Tello. names. I don't know. No, I don't know which one goes with which. Donatello's purple. Okay. Raphael's red. Yep. Michelangelo's orange. Yep. And Leonardo's blue. Which one did you not like? I like them. You Th said there's other characters in the toys. You know, those like bad guys. Yeah, but you said the Ninja Turtle you didn't like. I meant like the, all in general. Okay, which one didn't you like? Uh, out of all of them, the least. Yes. Leonardo. Well, which toy did you not like? Is oh, what I was I trying to get. So now you were talking about the fucking turtles. So I answered your damn turtle I'm question. I'm sorry. Which toy in your Ninja Turtle set did you not like? I don't to the remember. Point... My favorite one. You're was the fucking clear worst. plastic. <laughs> it's just and a he had of organs in them, and you fill them with water, and your organs would float around. It was pretty cool. Was he a part of the Ninja Turtles? Like, kind of. He was one. Of, yeah, he was part of the the uh, Ninja Turtles. Ntu kind of fucked up. <laughs> Ntu Ninja Turtle <laughs> universe. Yep. <laughs> All right. Supposedly, my teacher, my math teacher in school in sixth grade, his friend was one of the writers mm. of the original comics. Well, back in that day, there were not that many people alive, so it wouldn't be surprising. I, I know there was like four. I know there was past like six five. of you. It's crazy. Everybody knew everybody back then. They did <clears throat> the good old days. In March, eighteen eighty-seven, when Crowley was eleven, his father died of tongue cancer. Crowley described this as a tr turning point in his life, and he's always maintained an admiration for his father, describing him as my hero and my friend, which is funny. And he had a powerful, powerful tongue. Because Aleister Crowley hates Christianity. But he apparently loves every other goddamn religion because he goes through all of them, <laughs> reading all the oh, yeah. books nonstop. Yeah. Inheriting a third of his father's wealth, he began misbehaving at school and was harshly punished by Champley. Um, Crowley's family removed him from the school. Nope. Yep. Removed from the school after he developed an illness. He then attended Malvern's College in Thornburg. Thornburg? Why is English such a fucked up language? Both of which he 
despised and left after a few terms. He became increasingly skeptical regarding Christianity, pointing out the inconsistencies in the Bible to his religious teachers, and went against the Christian morality of his... What? What? Did I not punctuate this correctly? Ah, sorry. Yeah, against the Christianity morality. Only five minutes in. By smoking, masturbating, and having sex with prostitutes, whom he contracted gonorrhea from. He gets (laughs) so many goddamn STDs. He does. And illnesses. Yep. It's a wonder how he lives for so long. Um, Sent to live with a brethren tutor in Eastbourne. He undertook chemistry. Courses at Eastbourne College, Crowley developed interest in chess, poetry, mountaineering, climbing, and in 1894, climbing, he climbs a bunch of mountains. We'll say this right now because he climbs a lot of fucking mountains. If we cover every single time he goes up a mountain, we'll be here all day. He climbs a lot of mountains, and I'll just name, uh, I, I don't even have a list. Doesn't matter. Do I have a list? Doesn't matter. Climbing Edgar, Tiff, Jungfrau, Munch, and Witterhorn. There you go. Those are some of the mountains he climbs. We're not going to cover any more mountains. I swear to God, Chris, if you bring up any mountains, I will fucking annihilate myself. I have like three and a half pages here, and it's most of it's fucking mountains. (laughs) That's just like the beginning of his younger life. He kind of, he has a lot of money, and he doesn't know what to do, and he hates like so he just masturbates and gets prostitutes. Um, but he goes against his uh, like Christianic like morals and how he's brought up. So he just masturbates everywhere, everywhere, and smokes in public. Yep. Alrighty, so he ends up changing his name from Edward to Alistair, and he sets off to be a big boy and go to college, university. He attended Trinity College in university. Cambridge. It's actually listed as Trinity College. Okay. You can call it what you want, but that's what it's listed it's as. It's Cambridge University, though. They didn't actually go to Cambridge. He went to Trinity College. <laughs> that's what it said. Trinity. Because I wrote Cambridge University, and I'm like, wait. What? It says Trinity College. Did he not go to Cambridge University? So, <laughs> he went to college to study moral science tripos. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Which he changed to English literature, which fuck? wasn't actually something you could take there. It wasn't like a uh, primary. He was a president of a chess club and considered being a professional chess player. He also embraced his love of literature and of many of his and many of his own poems appeared in school publications. Aside from chess and writing, he pursued another love of his: mountaineering. <laughs> or another love of his: masturbating, <laughs> adultery. Oh, there's a good part about that later on. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, college Crowley had a vigorous sex life with women, mainly prostitutes, and he contracted syphilis this time. Yeah, he he <laughs> plot, plot twist, guys. He contracts a lot of STDs. Yes, he's not exactly the safest person. But then he spread his little cultist wings and he flew into same-sex relationships as well. Several biographers believe this led him to his first significant mystical experience. Just saw it. Wait, wait. That's all it said. Wait. It, what? Wait. He found his beliefs through dick. A butthole. Uh, or a butthole. 
Yeah. It looks like the universe spiraling on itself. <laughs> so, in, in 1897, he began a relationship with Herbert Charles Pollock, which ended uh, due to differences in interests. I and like how that Crowley regretted the end of this relationship for years. Yeah. Crowley is a huge bi icon. Now the big... I don't know why more people don't see him as a bi icon. Why is he just the flag? Yeah, he might <laughs> as well be the flag. flag. I mean, so... he... You know how many fucking uh, witchy buys I know? There's too many. I don't know what what's up with bi people that like to be into also witchcraft or Wicca. But he could be a bi icon. We should make Alistair Crowley a bi icon. We could just take that picture of him with that hat. Yes. Make it like yes! a rainbow. <laughs> I know exactly with his hands. Yes. Yes. I hate that picture so I much. I fucking love that picture like, so, so much. You are so overdramatic. <laughs> what do you mean? That's not even the most overdramatic one he has. It's still, that, that's... He's wearing a whole fucking, uh, God, like, Pharaoh's robe at one point. Yeah, 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 I saw it. He's so fucking... Flamboyant. Over the top. <laughs> over the top and flamboyant. Yeah. We Flam- gotta... No, flamboyant doesn't really work. No, he's top. not really flamboyant, because no, he doesn't just, really dress very Over the top and... He's very dramatic. No, what's the word I'm thinking of? Theatrical. He, absolutely. That's it. He's extremely the theatrical. Okay, so now for the big change in his life. In 1897, he contracts. No. <laughs> he did. He is, does get sick. Crowley had a brief illness. I like how it's brief, which made him start to think about mortality. He's like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> <coughs> he had and multiple illnesses. He just made him think about his mortality and the futility of human endeavor. And he started pursuing an interest in the occult. Mm-hmm. which was fueled by two books in particular, A.E. Waits, The Book of Black Magic and of Pacts, as well as Carl von Eckertschausen's The Cloud Upon the Sanctuary. Just so you know, I can help if you ever misplace your phone. Try asking me to call your phone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he continued writing his poetry and self-published 100 copies of his poem... <clears throat> I don't know how to pronounce this one. What is it? A seldama, a place to bury strangers in. Okay. Which didn't go over so well, and he published a couple pieces of erotic poetry, which he had published abroad due to British law. In July of 1898, he left college and never got a degree. Mm. He's a poopy pants. Didn't get a black belt and kicking ass and sucking dick. He's got a black belt in costumes. Yeah, uh, being dramatic. Hold on, give me, give me two seconds. This is great for podcasting. Very professional. I know, I'm, dude. Don't even start with me. You've been texting during our podcast. I'm more talking. Than... <clears throat> <laughs> you were talking. <laughs> don't start with me. Anyways, I just want to ask, like, are these just books you can get? Are these just? I think you can probably still buy these. What were they again? One was A.E. Waits, The Book of Black Magic and of Pacts. And of Pacts, okay. Yeah. So are you looking up? See if you can yeah. find it. A.E. Waits. Waits. How's it yeah. spelled? Yeah. Waits. W-A-I-T-E-S. W-A-I-T-E-S. Waits. <clears throat> Book of ba- Black Magic and... And of Pacts. The Book of Black Magic and Pacts. <laughs> <Find it? laughs> yeah 
get that for pretty damn cheap. Uh, paperback. You can I'm get getting it a phone for call 16. From... Answer it. Answer it. Answer it. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? He's getting a phone call from something called Guard. Hello? Guard what? Oh, it's at the... Is that the Federal Reserve one? Yes, like... I just got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's illegal transactions. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They're going to... Yeah. They're gonna get, take. Uh, yeah, you can get in contact with a uh, uh, a Federal Reserve officer. Yeah, or they're gonna take yeah, legal action against. Yeah, yeah. Them. which is really funny because the Federal Reserve doesn't have any like. Uh, how, how do I get a hold of them? I think if it's hello, oh, it hung up. Oh, I can't even. Oh, now I'm gonna get arrested. I didn't even get a chance <laughs> to clear my name. I know when I when they called me, they were like, "You can contact one of our law enforcement officers to figure out what you can do to." Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, okay. So I got in contact <clears throat> with one of the law enforcement officers. And as soon as he picked up, I was like, hey, bud. He's like, how can I help you? I'm like, I don't know. You called me. Tell me how you can help me. He was like, uh, well, who are you? I'm like, well, you guys called me. You should know who I am. You said you have a case out for me, so you should know exactly who I am. <clears throat> Anyways, a few seconds go by. And I go, I hope you guys do know the Federal Reserve is not federal nor a reserve and doesn't have any, like, Law enforcement officers. I called one of these numbers back afterwards, mm-hmm. and it was a lady who answered, and you can hear her trying to take care of her kids, and she was all stressed out. And I'm like, someone's spoofing your number, man. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Because now she's going to get all the shit callbacks. Because yeah. <clears throat> when I, I asked her, I said, did I get a call from this number? She's like, no, I'm just feeding my kid. I she's like, I like, didn't know what was going really on. I don't really call people back for it. I just mainly want to talk to the people who are calling me. Um, so you can get the the... Book of Black Magic and packs for sixteen dollars. And about paperback. the other one? Uh, yeah, I want the other one. Also, you can get these in audiobook formats. Carl, K A R L, K A R L, Von. He's he's German. Yep. E C K A R E C K A R T S H A U S E N S. Archutens. Echt Archschossen. Ektarchasen? Yeah. Mm. The Cloud Upon the Sanctuary. <clears throat> That's another occult book. Apparently. The Cloud Upon the Sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. There it is. The Cloud Upon the Sanctuary. You can buy this one for seven ninety five paperback and get it in an audio format. I'm just going to get a bunch of these fucking audiobooks. And fucking... Someone, someone found a bag for you. What? Ha 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 ha. I nearly bought one of those. That looked like that? Yes. Seriously? Yes. No, you did not. Yes. Why? What do you mean why? Because I was <laughs> looking for bags. I wanted more drop-down bags. This is before I have the one I have now. I was looking for more hip bags. And I found That's that not one. Hip. I was like, I, it, it looks a bit... Biker slash feminine. No, no, it looks a bit. I'm going to a gay bar. Let me put on my uh, leather cap. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think I don't wear it or have it? How about that? Eat a dick, Christopher. Anyways, back on topic. This man just got a few books and fucking was like, ah, yes, I see. Anyways, I don't know how this happens. 
But in August 1898, Crowley was in Zermatt, Switzerland, where he met a chemist, the chemist Julian L. Baker, and the two began discussing their common interest in alchemy and the occult. Back in London... <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> you are on the ball today. <laughs> Your house has got is... me all sick. From what? I don't know. It's been thoroughly cleaned. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. All the dust is in the air now. I got so used to the spores in the air, and now <laughs> exactly. it's gone. I can't breathe properly in your house. <laughs> I was fine until I got here. But now, like, I'm sneezing and coughing, and there's, like, mucus in Do what in I do. Lungs. Just take an allergy pill. <clears throat> Anyways, back in London, Baker introduced Crowley to George Sally Jones, uh, Baker's brother-in-law and fellow member of the occult society known as... The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. <gasps> not the Golden Dawn! <laughs> I don't know why you say like it's like not impressive, but everybody... I don't want to say everybody. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was a very prolific... I don't want to say... Yeah, they sue him later. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I read that. <laughs> I know. I read that. It was funny. Yeah, I love it, it. It's my favorite thing. Amongst other things. <clears throat> uh, which he began... Which he had been found, uh, which had been founded, sorry, in 1888. Crowley was initiated into the Outer Order of the Golden Dawn on November 18th, 1898, by the group's leader Samuel Lyndon McGregory Mathers. So this guy is the leader of the whole. Yeah, Hermetic and they become order. like friends. Yeah. Uh, the ceremony took place in the Golden Dawn's Isis Uranus. Nope, Isis Uranus. Urania, that's it. Isis Urania Temple, held at the London's Marks Mans- uh, Manson's Hall, where Crowley took the magical motto and name. I'm gonna fuck this up. Frater Perdurbo, Perdurbo, which me, which loosely translates to "I shall endure to the end." <clears throat> he then immediately. Moves into a luxury flat and invites the the the, the head of the Hermet, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, Mathers. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no, I got that wrong. He doesn't invite Mathers. He gets Alan Bennett to live with him instead. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, it's okay, he's but they dead. do become friends. Him and Mather do become really big. What? It's okay. He's dead. He won't get mad unless he's not dead. These guys dealt he with did a fake lot his death. Of... Who? Crowley. Mathers? Crowley. I think they both did. Did he? I don't know about Mathers. Crowley I... does. <clears throat> Dude, if we talk about three the... weeks. If we talk about the... If we did only the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, we'll be here all day as well. Yeah, we're not going to do it. Because there's a lot of shit that happens. Because we've the... got a lot of shit already. Yeah, there's a lot of things that happen with the Hermetic <laughs> we aren't even Order off page of the Golden one. Yep. <clears throat> I'm almost done with page one. Don't worry about it. Uh, but he had Alan Burnett... Uh, live with him as his personal magic tutor. Burnett taught Crowley more about the ceremonial magic and the rituals used, the ritual use of drugs. And together they perform rituals of the Goeda. I don't know what that is. I think it's one of, of multiple spellings or multiple types of like uh, drug inflicted meditations. I don't know. Perfect. 
uh, until Brunetta left for South Asia to study Buddhism. In November 1899, Crowley purchased Boliskin House. There's another reason why I really like uh, Crowley. Is he can buy houses. Boliskin House, or the Boliskin Manor. He bought a house. I can't do that, dog. <laughs> How do you do that? <clears throat> In four years of the shore of Loch Ness, uh, Scotland. He developed a love of Scotland culture, describing himself as the Laird of Boleskine. Which I think is a word for Lord and like or that word, is that's a B O L E word. What? Boleskin. Boleskin, yeah. That was one of those driving me nuts reading it like what the fuck is that word? Oh, you couldn't you didn't know how to say like, is it Bullskin? What no, the hell is it's this? Boleskin. As far as I know it's Boleskin. That's what I've heard it pronounced as. Um and took to wearing traditional Highland dresses. Even during visits to London, he continued writing poetry, publishing uh, Jezebel and other tragic poems, tales of... He more writes more poetry, honestly, and a lot of songs and... Not songs, but like... Like sonnets, I guess would be the best word. He writes a lot of stuff. He's okay at it, too. <laughs> It, it's that man likes doing a lot of things and he's not really good at a whole lot of them he's okay at a lot of things yeah he, he he's likes, good at contracting diseases he, you know he what he's really very good, good at? at he's a really good at sex magic he thinks he is anyway i'm not saying he's good at sex he's good Look, at sex don't magic. get mad at me this ritual is only 20 seconds long <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 it it's not even like with other people I don't know if you read some of the things he did at Boleskin House. He had to do a spell which can, which required him to basically masturbate, masper, masturbate multiple times a day. Like, as soon as he wakes up, boom. Like, two minutes later, boom. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. It doesn't matter. He's a weird guy. Uh, Crowley soon progressed. How do you have so much less than me? Because I didn't write so much. I stopped after... I stopped... I told you what I was going to get. At the early stages of his life? Yeah, I stopped at, and I got... So what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> I st- well, I stopped writing whole like paragraphs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because like, I have like his whole life. <laughs> I got some more stuff after his early life. Okay, cool. Um, also... Like, his his stuff in the Hermetic Order of Golden Dawn takes place, like, over the course of a long period of time. So it's not just his early life. Uh, Crowley soon progresses through the lower grades of the Golden Dawn and was ready to enter the group's inner sec- second order. Sorry. He was unpopular in the group for his, quote-unquote, bisexuality and libertine lifestyles. Libertine? libertine? Libertarian. That's not the word. See? Doesn't say. Could have spelled wrong. It might be. I think I. Fuck. But he's not a libertarian. Maybe his liberal point. Damn liberals! I don't know him. Even back in the day, Crowley was a liberal. (laughs) Anyways, uh, a lot of people didn't like him because he was bi and he was very. uh, dramatic. Oh, you like sex magic too? Oh, wait, with guys? (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. You get out of here. Kind of. 
Uh, and he had gained him a bad reputation and had developed feuds with some of the members, including WB Yeats. When the Golden Dawn's London Lodge refused to initiate Crowley into the Second Order, he visited Mathers in Paris, who personally admitted him into the Abductus Minor Grade. This a schism developed between Mathers and the London members of the Golden Dawn. <laughs> who were unhappy with this I'm sorry, I'm getting to the part where they where they try to do something stupid and so Crowley gets sued by the Lodge. Oh, he gets sued more than once then. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, no. You'll you'll understand in a second. Um So acting under Mather's orders, Crowley, with the help of his mistress and fellow initiate, Elaine Simpson attempt to seize the vault of the Adeptus and temple space at, it doesn't matter where it's at, from the Lodge members, where the case was taken to court and the judge ruled that in favor of London Lodge as they paid for the rental spot, leaving both Crowley and Mathers isolated from the group. So he tried to, like, through the law, take it. Like, this is my property. But the judge was like, are you stupid? They pay for it. It's theirs. Why are you, are you, like, stupid? Ha- are go, you stupid? Go back to college. <laughs> the London Lodge didn't like that. No. Uh, um, this did cause, uh, again, if we talk about the Hermetic Order of Golden Dawn, this causes a great schism that happens within the Order, and, like, a whole bunch of shit happens after this. Which I think this, that is what starts them to try to sue Crowley. <laughs> No, the one he gets, the one I have where he gets sued is different. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh shit, that's even funnier. Mathers sues him. Mathers sues Crowley. Yes. <sighs> you like Crowley? You're supposed to know all this shit, dude. There's you looked at what he what's on Crowley, right? You've seen what's all about it. That's not everything about Crowley. There's so much shit about Crowley. He does a lot of stupid things. I don't know every single thing about Crowley. Okay, so this is another big thing he does. He begins to travel all over. In 1900, he goes to Mexico, living in Mexico City, and becoming involved with a local woman. He is still experimenting with ritual magic. And sex magic. Working with Enochian invocations. Here he claims to have been initiated as a Freemason. He continues writing poetry. He publishes oracles in 1905. From Mexico, he travels to San Francisco and on to Hawaii, where aboard the Nippon Maru, Nippon. he has a brief affair with a married woman whom he claims to have fallen in love with. Her name was Mary Alice Rogers. Due to this relationship, he publishes a series of poems for her to try and win her over. You know what they're titled? Mary. Her name was Alice. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was titled Alice and Adultery. No, they're not. Yes. <laughs> what a way to win her over. Just point out her adulterous affairs. Are you affairs. starting to see now why I like is, Alistair Crowley? Because he's stupid? Yes. Because he's Does such it make a... you feel smart? No, <laughs> because it's the funniest thing that people were like, Alistair Crowley was this huge occultist and sa- satanic worshiper. And I'm like, I'm like no, dog. He's a fucking idiot. So He's a fuck-up. But he's a, a smart fuck-up, and he does a lot of weird things with magic. He, but that's it. 
he continues his world tour. This man has failed upwards. Like, he only has fame because... You're going to fail downwards if you don't shut up for two seconds. I'm going to talk about Crowley and how <laughs> this man, I don't know how, has managed to make himself like the head of certain religious sects. He just does what he wants. And he gets away with it. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, sure, we'll make you yeah, that. You're good to go. So he continues his world travels. He goes to Japan and Hong Kong, and then he moves on to India, where he devotes himself to the Hindu practice of Raja Yoga and claims to obtain the spiritual state of Dhyana, or Jhana, I don't know how to pronounce it, which is about self-directed awareness. Now he writes some more poems. <laughs> which directly causes him to contract malaria, as poetry tends to do, and he dies. Did you write that down? Yes. <laughs> No, he gets malaria, though. And he did contract it. Due to poetry. Due to poetry. Yep. Because he kept publishing more poetry. Yep. He published poetry under the title of The the Sword and the Song in 1904. Throughout his travels, he still continues his love of mountaineering and attempts to climb the K2, which had never been climbed, but Crowley contracted influenza, malaria, and was struck with snow blindness. All of which... Yes? (laughs) ...fucking happen when you go near mountains. Yeah. Hey, Crowley's really good at contracting things. No, the, the, you just get this from being a mountaineer. But like, it's called the uh, alpine trifecta. Most people don't survive. And this bastard did. No, it's just bullshit making up. But yeah, he got all of those. Oh, so they had to turn back. <laughs> now he goes to Paris, and in 1902, he meets a friend who later became his brother-in-law, the painter Gerald Kelly. Wait. Okay, I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought someone in his family got married. That's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> but he doesn't have any siblings. His one only sibling died. No, and he becomes a known person in the Parisian art scene, but then contracts a bunch of diseases and dies. <laughs> he really does die a lot. In, in August, story. oh, I like this typo. In August of 1903, <laughs> in August of 1903, Crowley marries Gerald's sister. That's where they became his brother Is this his first wife? Rose Edith Kelly. Yes, it is. Okay. In a marriage of convenience. Yep, sounds about right. To get her out of an arranged marriage. That's still an arranged marriage. No, she was in an arranged marriage, so he just married her to get her out of it. Yeah. So, it's actually a good story, because if I remember correctly, they get married and then immediately leave to run away. Well, I was getting to that. This pisses off the Kelly family and damages his friendship with Gerald. And then they take off on their honeymoon. <laughs> While on their honeymoon, Crowley falls in love with her. Because initially it was a convenience thing. And working to prove his affection, publishes a series of poems for her tilted, uh, t- tilted titled Rosa, Rose Adultery. No. <laughs> Rosa Mundi and other love songs. He also writes the religious satire Why Jesus Wept. And we're going to take a brief little intermission. We'll be back. And we're back. (laughs) I'm hitting puberty. My voice cracks every now and then. I'm a late bloomer. 41. 41. Got my first hair. So proud of it. So there's this thing. Like, I bronzed it. What? <laughs> bronzed it and hung it on the wall. What? Oh, oh. Ew. 
That's... You don't wonder what that little curly bronze thing is by the door? It's kind of hard to see. You gotta get close. All right. <laughs> Anyways, let's move away from Chris's bronze pubic hair. Yeah, and let's talk about Alistair Crowley's bronze pubic hair. <laughs> and I think it's, it's a sacred object of dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> Only the chosen can floss with this. Oh, (laughs) no. I don't know if I would want to floss with any bronzing of anything. It's like copper wiring almost. Like It would tear right into your No, you see it's like a plastic case and you can see the bronze one and there's a fake hair sticking out that you can floss with so you can look at the real one while you're doing it. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's like an art display. You you get to feel like you're actually bronzed. It's like like those shitty like art. What are they called? Not displays. Like they got duct tape a banana to the wall? Like how, yeah, like modern art type shit. I hate modern art. I hate that guy who started all that shit. Fuck was his name? Banksy. No, I love Banksy. <laughs> that guy, uh, who did the goddamn Campbell soup cans? I don't know. I don't know. He sucked. You don't really need to know him. It's modern art. It's not meant to make sense. You've never seen this painting? Maybe. Um, I will tell There's you his name. About one... Andy Warhol. I know the name. This is He did shit like this. Yeah. And got famous. Ah, it's, ah yeah. It's yeah. dumb. I'm going to take a bunch of tomato soup cans and just put them in different colors. <laughs> I am good. I am an artist. Art is subjective. What you, dis- what you think is good... Yeah, well, you should find that people like him and subject his art to him. Aggressively. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, do your stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen that one meme where it's like modern art and then one guy going, well, I could have done that, but you didn't. You didn't. (laughs) But you didn't. Like the banana tape to the wall. Exactly. You could have, but I actually thought of a cool idea. I don't know if you want to expose it to I'm never going to do it. So what you do... Did you get like a body cam? Yes. And you just walk, right? That for like a year, and then just let me finish the goddamn story so you see where I'm going with this. And I mean, you're already starting it off, and I'm going. I think it's been done. No, no, no. Then what you do is kill yourself. Is you put up a chair. Yep. You put the boots you walked in on the floor so they can put their boots in it, and you then they watch the fucking told video. Told me about this. Yes, yes. yes. People I like this do idea. It. It's a neat idea, and people would sit there and do it. You just have the video sped up, or you can pick certain parts. You never know? wash the shoes either. They're just no, like look, look at my shoes. original Doc Martens with the holes in them and stuff. You know, something yeah. like that would be down there, hooked to the floor, and you get to put your feet in the shoes that walked all those miles. And people would do it. Oh, people, they would do it. Yeah. They would. I would put some kind of fucking fungal in there for him, so you can experience it for weeks had, afterwards. What do they had big feet and they can't fit in your shoes? Then they're out of luck. We break their toes. Like Cinderella? Yep. Nice. And cut the toes off and slide them. Yep. Okay, get to your story. Uh, a little while. I'll go. Oh, God. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Sorry, I had to sneeze. <laughs> I was having sympathy sneezes. Sorry. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yes. In February 1904, <laughs> Crowley and Rose arrived in Cairo, claiming to be princes and uh, to be a prince and princess. 
They rented an apartment in which Crowley set up a temple room and began invoking ancient Egyptian deities while studying Islamic mysticism in Arabic. According to Crowley's later account, Rose regularly became delirious and informed him, quote, they are waiting for you. On March 18th, she explained that they were the gods Horus. Were the god horse, not plural, god horse. And on the 20th of March, proclaimed that the equinox of the gods has come. Dun, dun, dun. She led him to a nearby museum where she showed him a... The Campbell Soup picture. Yep. Seven, and he fucking died again. 7th <laughs> century BCE... Uh, god, that's sorry, an old Campbell Soup camp. Motory Steel, known as Stella, known as the Stella of the... Aken and Aken? F and. No, you can't. You're having trouble. Konsu. Crowley thought it was important that the exhibit number was. 666, the number six, of the beast. 666, the number of the beast. I actually, caught, I actually saw the 666 as I was scanning, so I knew it. In later years, in term. I like how you were scanning and you just, like, your brain instantly went, ah. I'm yes. scanning and I saw the number and I'm like, dad. And I start scanning again. <laughs> scanning and scanning and then, bam! I know exactly what I'm looking at. That's my dad. Satanism. My dad's phone <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Crowley likes um, people believing he's... You know what? He's, he's kind of like me in a way. Well, I'm kind of like him, I guess. It would be the other way around. In Is that like? Way, are you like Crowley? Well, I mean, I know he has his own religion. But me being as not you do relig- as well. Yes, I do. Being but, the center of the universe. And macaroniism. But, Do you mean pastafarianism? No, I started macaroniism in like 1997, so okay. fuck pastafarian. Okay. I had the first pasta-based religion, and I had like <laughs> 10 followers. I needed 40 more yeah, to but, be tax-exempt. Yeah, but did you did you have like the flying spaghetti monster? We had a Bible. But did you it have was a, a god? It was a, yeah, it was a stock pot with one mac, elbow macaroni boiling in it. He was our symbol. <laughs> of truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> So anyway, you're totally off track of what I was trying to say in the first place now. Um, no, the thing that like, like I'm not religious, I'm sorry. but I like religious symbolism. Yes. Like yeah. in my car, I have the rosary hanging. Yeah. I have the pentagram ring. You'll love 40K. The, 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 I'm painting miniatures right now of 40K. It's, it, there's like, oh. what is that? Why don't you tell us about that? Well, you can listen to last week's two-hour episode of Listener Kid Gets It, all about yeah. how he paints figures. I paint minis. And I just started like a month ago. He paints ago. his penis. Let him fool it's you. mini, so yeah, it counts. It is. Um, it's not even one of those bite-sized but, candy bars. But the the Imperium of Mam... Imperium of the Imperium Man. of Mammaries! <laughs> the Imperium of Man is highly, like... Like there's religious icons everywhere. Yeah. So you'd probably like that. Yeah, I like religious symbols and stuff like that. Do you like? Old, Remember, I used to wear a rosary with a pentagram on it. And my therapist was like, "What? Does that a pentagram on the rosary?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Is there a reason why you do that?" I'm like, "Because it's the opposite sides. It's kind of neat to put them together." Like, oh, okay. I didn't know if you were confused Balance. about it or something. Like, no, <laughs> that'd be funny. I just wanted you just confused. No, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing it to fuck with you. 
I like religious icons as well. You were saying you like religious symbolism. Symbolism. Yeah. And that's why you're similar to Crowley? Well, I mean, he does a lot of stuff. He loves that stuff, and he shows it, and he does the theatrical stuff, making his own symbolism. And... That is true. And he does use a lot of symbolism from all different kind of religions. Yeah, exactly. It's not just Christianity. So, you know, he uses he's, a... not, like, he's not Christian, so he wears a cross. He wears a cross because he wants to, because he thinks it's neat, basically. <laughs> yeah. I like that part. I mean, as much as we joke about Crowley, and I really do like Crowley, not just because he's a fucking idiot, is because, like... He didn't really care about what other people thought. He kind of just did his own thing and was enjoying himself. To, probably to his detriment, considering how much, like, illnesses How many times he died. Yeah. (laughs) But he was still an interesting guy. By icon. Definitely by icon. Anyways, uh, according to Crowley's later statements on April 8th, he heard a dis... Sorry. Something's coming up. Sorry. I don't know if sneeze was coming. It was just a burp. Is your boyfriend crawling back up your throat? Sorry. Why did I say this? Is that too far? I haven't haven't done nothing. I've done nothing. (laughs) It feels like a little tapeworm. He heard a disembodied voice <laughs> that claimed to be that said, "It feels like a little that of I was the messenger of Horus, or Horparkat." Crowley said that he wrote down everything the voice told him over the course of the next three days, and titled it "Libra ad Ver Legis" or "The Book of the Law." The Book of the Law, which is one of Crowley's like. Most famous books. Yep. Um, the book proclaimed that humanity was entering a new eon and that Crowley would serve as its prophet. It stated that the supreme moral law was to be introduced in this eon. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. So Anton LaVey. Yes, it it was a huge (laughs) Well, that's why a lot of people called him a Satanist, because he had a very Satanistic, like... Well, he was around way before Anton LaVey, so Anton LaVey got... Yeah, Yeah, but that's why people call him, because he... A lot of his religion was based off of, do the fuck you want, so long as you don't hurt anybody. That's, like, just how you should live anyway. Don't hurt people and do what makes you happy. He had to go through There's a whole... wrong with that. He had to get contacted by an Egyptian god to come up with these rules, so... I oh, I just figured him out. And that people... Fuck, I'm good. <laughs> Where's my Egyptian gods? The fuck? <clears throat> and that will... You out there, Ra? <laughs> yeah. Anubis? I'll take Anubis. Can you name any other than those two? Set? I'll take it. I'll accept it. No, Anubis is sitting. That's why I said that. I wah, fucking wah, hate wah. You. I like some of the jokes you make. It just are like they hit home and hurt. That one was just bad. It. I'm a dad. I'm allowed to. Fucking barely. Uh, well, my do, daughter would kick your ass. You shut up. I don't think so. I think. Oh, I, I, think I don't I think you could take her. I think I could kick your daughter in yeah, the chest pretty easily. I don't easily. think you could take her. I don't know. She would fuck you up. I don't know about that. All I have to do is have try to like to have a normal conversation with her. Or she would go hide in her room. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you piss her off. No. Well, yeah. Yeah, she'd kick your ass. Because I'd be holding you. I don't know about that one, bud. I'll kick my own ass. I'll have you know. 
Do what thou. Imagine that. Someone God starts to fight with you. Fucking God. Why is it bad when I interrupt you, but when I'm, I'm trying to read, it's cool, dog. We interrupt each other nonstop. Yeah, it's true. Imagine if, like, someone's going to come up and, like, start a fight with you and you just start fucking punching yourself in the head and beating the shit out of yourself. <laughs> start ripping your clothes yeah. and just, like, beating the shit out of yourself. Then they're like, what the fuck, dude? Stop. 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 And then when the cops show up, go, you do it. <laughs> he kicked my ass. No, he didn't. He kicked his own ass. And the cop's like, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. He's got a fucking knife in his back. He did that to himself? Yes! <laughs> yeah, okay. Put your hands behind your back. <laughs> Man, I know a good way to get people arrested now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to a store, and he's like, uh, I want that receiver over there. Okay. For free. No. <laughs> he kicked the shit out of me! Start, like, throwing your body across the room and, like, yep. just slamming into shit, hoping it'll hurt you even more. When the cops come up, he's gonna get in trouble, the company's gonna get sued, they give you what you want. Yeah. Do what thou wilt shall like be that. the whole of the law, and that people should learn to live in tune with their will. Man. This book and the philosophy that it, it espounds became the cornerstone of Crowley's religion dilemma. Crowley said, what are you doing? Work done gone and fucked me up this week. What? Oh, the scar on your hand? The cuts all over my hands. Oh my god. Going under <clears> those <throat> trees. Crowley said that at the time... Crowley said at the time... <laughs> I don't know why I'm reading like this. Said help. Crowley said at the time that he had been unsure what to do with the book of law. Often resenting it... What? Rescinding? No. Resenting it. The different perfumes? Yeah. God, patchouli didn't work. Let's try this one. I don't know why. Did I meant this right? I would say rescinding. Putting it out, pulling it back. Putting it out, pulling yeah, it back. Yeah, that... Just go with rescinding. It makes sense. It. I am wondering how I fucked up this. Like, I don't know where I was thinking when I wrote this. He said that he ignored the instructions which the text commanded him to perform, which included taking the Stella of Revealing... I have no idea what is a Stella of Revealing. I know it's the piece at the museum. I just don't know what it is. That's probably what he's talking about. No, no, he is talking about yeah, that. But what is a Stella? I don't know. We can look up to what it looks like. Yeah. Is it is it a rod? Stat- I'm saying it's probably maybe is it a statue? statue. Stella of Receiving? S-T-E-L-E. Stell of Receiving. Steel? I'm... Oh, S-T-E-E. No, S-T-E-L-E. Of revealing. No, of revealing? Sorry, what did I say? I, I just found the Stella of Haram, Hammurabi. What is it? Stella of revealing is. What it's is it? It's a picture. It's just a picture? Yeah, it's just an Egyptian tablet. It's called a steel? Of yeah, course. Apparently. Interesting. That makes sense. Because, look, there he is posing with it. <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, fuck, I forgot that picture. <laughs> I don't know if that's him, though. It is him. Is Show it? me it. Because it looks really feminine. I thought it might be one of the girls in his group. It's really hard to say. It, it might is. be one of the girls. It, that was a replica of it. Oh, uh, okay. He didn't actually take the real one? Thank mm. God. Uh, taking the steel of revealing from the museum, fortifying his own island, and translating the book into all the world's languages, according to his account... He instead sent transcripts of the work to several occultists he knew, putting the manuscript away and ignoring it. That's how he started Thelema. He was like, um, maybe I shouldn't. I wrote this thing for three days, and then was I was talked to by a god. 
But you know what? I'm going to ignore that guy. I'm going to ignore that for a little while. Okay, so... Now we know about the Book of the Law. The Book, the book of, of the Law. Law. I need to read that book. So... And his other ones, too. Crowley returns back to that place I forgot how to pronounce. Boleskine? Boleskine. Boleskine, I got it! And he Boleskine. starts to believe his friends. His friend Mathers is using magic against him. And the relationship breaks down. Yes. Him and Rose give birth to their first daughter, Lilith, on July 28th. The motherfucker literally named his child I know. Lilith. Oh, one of the ones he names his kids later is just a fucking slap in the face to his wife. <laughs> he names their second daughter after a girl he's sleeping with while she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds like Aleister Crowley. Bye. So, after she gives birth, he starts writing some porn for his wife to entertain her while she recovers. It's called Snowdrops from a Curate's Garden. So then he sets off to try and climb... Another mountain? Yes. I'm going to pronounce <laughs> this one fully fucked up, though. Kenchenjunga, which okay. is considered at the time one... I think it's still considered one of the most treacherous mountains. The group he's climbing with believes him to be too reckless and, mutiny against, and mutinies against him, turning back. He warns them not to go back. It's too dangerous. Yeah. And but going forward is much safer. Several porters die. And uh, the whole mountaineering community kind of blames him for being so reckless and going up there in the first place. But they, okay, so they died <clears throat> after they were warned not to go back and they still went back? Because it was too dangerous. He probably wasn't prepared properly. He was being reckless. But would they have not, <clears throat> his logic is if they would have stayed with him, he would, they would have lived. Maybe. But he lived, so he was right. Maybe he realized it's too dangerous to go forward. We need to stay here for the night. There's a storm fucking coming. And they said, no, we're going back. And they all died. That's not his fault. No, it's Only not. slightly. It's his but they fault. But blamed, they blamed him for the point of going up there. and being All reckless. I'm saying is Crowley was right. Yeah, he was. And he's being accosted for being right. So he kind of does a lot the of The Messiah. Shit. He kind of does <laughs> a lot of shit. And this one is kind of, seems weird to me. Go ahead. He takes part in big game hunting. Yeah, that is a bit weird. Which is a big manly thing to do. Yeah. He's While like, he's writing homoerotic works. <laughs> it just seems like a contrast, doesn't it? Not well, you're going out to kill some big, huge animal so you can feel like a big fucking man, and you're writing homoerotic stuff in home. He really just doesn't give doesn't a shit. give a shit. No. He and the that the, is the epitome of not giving a shit. Killing a big ass animal and then going, I like dick. Yeah. So it was titled <laughs> the Scented Garden. Okay, so shortly after him, Rose and Lilith are forced to leave India, or shortly after this. Uh, Rose and Lilith are forced to leave India when he comes back. Basically, they're all chased out because he's about to get he gets involved in an attempted mugging and he non-lethally shoots two men. So they kick him out. They chase him the fuck out of but, India. Damn, Crowley's been for accosted. defending himself. Yeah, Crowley's been accosted. It's because he's bi. So after they get kicked out of India, they decide to tour China and smoke a shit ton of opium. Yeah. And working on his spiritual magic. <laughs> where on a daily basis he recites the bornless ri ritual to his guardian angel. And I bet it's just sneaking off to spank it. <laughs> That's all he's doing. That's what his ritual is. Why is he not at Boleskine? This has always befuddled me. So this things... man spent a lot of money on a really nice manor house. Well, things and... go shitty for him. But... <laughs> He goes back to Boleskine a couple times. I know he does. Yeah. I, I know he spends a lot of time there because he also, there's one point where he does a ritual to try to find his guardian angel. It's a whole other thing yeah. that we'll cover later. But um, it 
why does he he likes to explore and find new things why does motherfucker always got to be living because he already else? found Boleskins. now he's got to do something else he would be I mean, look, he less... finds a wife, so he has to do other women. <laughs> so, you see? See how his mind works? Yeah. I got this. Now I need something else. <laughs> so, at this point, though, things yeah. go shitty. Rose and Lilith head back to Europe, and he heads to Shanghai and meets up with an old friend, Elaine Simpson, who was fascinated Elaine... by the Book of the Law. Do you know which one Elaine Simpson was? That was his Bart's most... sister. No, that was when they were. That was his mistress. Whenever they tried suing for the property that was owned by the lodge. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what he mentioned. So she was fascinated by the book of the law, and they began performing rituals together to contact Awas. Awas, which is the messenger of horse. So yeah, so then they set sail to Japan, and Canada. He does. He goes to Japan, then to Canada before heading to New York City where he tries to get funding for another attempt at climbing that fucking mountain. <laughs> and he gets turned down. I'm pretty sure at this point he's like 40. Yeah, but just, he gets turned down, which he's probably not used to, because he's kind of been getting a lot of shit he wanted. Yeah. Now he heads back to Britain, where he learns his daughter has died from typhoid, which he blames on Rose and her alcoholism, because alcoholism promotes typhoid. <laughs> sure. Under severe emotional distress, his health gets shitty, and he undergoes several surgeries. Yeah. He then gets into a short-lived romance with the actress Vera Lola Nivelle uh-huh. and the author Ada Leverson while his wife is pregnant <laughs> and gave birth to a second daughter named Lola <laughs> Zaza. <laughs> kind of a slap in the face to his wife, right? <laughs> while you're, you know... While you're pregnant, I'm going to go bang Lola, then I'm going to name my daughter Lola. Yeah. He's a dick. No, he's a dick. Yeah. But it, it's... And I think that's it for today. Uh, yeah. I, that'll probably cover a majority of, like... Uh, so we'll have a part two, and that'll finish it all off. Yeah, we'll cover a little bit more about Thelema and uh, some of the rituals he did. Billy May. He actually... It's really funny, because... Everything is really funny to he, you. He knows it's really funny he wrote a book <laughs> it's really strange he wrote a book uh what was i going with it it yeah, was no, no. It, something that you find funny people take a lot of influence from him he's very affluential for no other reason i have a for friend that being... like loved him because he would do whatever he wanted to do like, there's some story about him like jumping up in a restaurant and, like shitting on a table crowley i think it was crowley. i don't know if what about the other guy that no, it might have been the other one. Crowley is impulsive, but I don't know if he's that impulsive. It might impulsive. have been the other one. What other one? The other one that's like associated with Crowley. There's two huge fucking occult people. There's a lot Fallows. of occult people. The one who made... Yes. Cthulhu and all that shit. Lovecraft. Oh, H.P. Lovecraft? Yeah, it might have been Lovecraft. Oh, fuck. That dude was racist as hell. Yeah. If you ever... One of them, though, had like tons of respect, so he would abuse it by like, getting up and doing stupid shit and just walk Sounds away. Like it might be H.P. Lovecraft. Probably. He seems like he had a little bit more respect than Crowley. Yeah. Crowley was oddly... Respected by his the people he got to follow him. Yeah. Crowley was weirdly affluential. And that was always another thing to me that I found odd. It was like, he's just some dude yeah. who kind of created his own religion. And then he had like That's... a lot of like affluential like writers. Going way off authors, topic. scientists. If you read chemists. about like Party Monster. Party 
it was these people that lived in like New York City and they were nobodies, but they told people they yes. were somebody. Yeah. And everybody had to be at their party. Yeah. And they became famous by saying they were famous. And that's pretty much it. And <clears> then <throat> they kill someone. Yeah. Okay. Twist. But we're going to go. And I'm going to yeah. read stuff. You Nate says read. I have to. He's going to whip me again. It's a detours. If you, oh, before we go, our shirt was given away, so. Did we say that last week? I think we did. Mm. I think we did. I don't remember, but the contest is over. We'll, we do, talked about we'll do another one again. So, if you want to contact us for any reason, tell Nate you don't like him. Get in line. Any reason, only that one. <laughs> any reason. Email us so at. So long as it has to do with that. <laughs> and ask for so long as it has to do with why you don't like Nate. His voice is weird. He can't read. He's dyslexic as hell. He's got bow legs. No, you're going to get a lot of dyslexic people trying to write to you because you're not really dyslexic and you're pissing them off. <laughs> Fake dyslexia. So you can email us at arcanumobscuracast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at arcanumobscura. And you can find us on Instagram, arcanumobscurapodcast. As always, if you enjoy the podcast... Know, rate us if you have a rating system. Apple has a rating. The other ones really don't. Spotify has a follow system. Yeah, you can follow us, it. listen to us, tell your friends about us, force your cat to listen to us. Your goldfish. Goldfish love us. Blub blub, motherfucker. Yeah. Now you've just chased away all of our goldfish fans. Good. Fuck them fishes. <laughs> Who do they think they is being all gold and shit? I know. Fucking thinking they're fancy. I hope medals. you post. I hope you post those really great photos of Aleister Crowley on the Instagram. Show how over the top he is. Yeah, I'll post some. <clears throat> well, I hope you enjoy this episode, <laughs> and I hope to see you. I'll next. post something. I'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. He seems to be somebody who would really like purple. Is that a weird thing to say? Why? I, I don't like purple. know. I don't look anything act like Yeah, but like he looks like a person who would really like purple. What are you implying? Purple's a gay color? No, it's just purple has... I don't know what it is about purple. It has like a mysterious feel to it. I don't know. I like purple. Yeah. But he, like he look, that hat he's wearing looks like it would be purple. I just realized we weren't doing kitten cast and I was burped into the mic. <laughs> Anyways. You gotta I be hope... professional on this one. <laughs> Only slightly. Always professional. Yeah. Always. Anyways. Like I said, Always professional. I, shut the fuck up Always. and let me say, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a good day. Uh, have a nice day. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll finish off Crowley. You can finish him off. Fuck you. Bye.